The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Loss helps us define our lives. By allowing our grief to matter, we discover our own strengths and embrace our authentic selves. Welcome to Good Grief with your host, Cheryl Jones. Get ready to be inspired, to create a deeper life, to make your time on Earth much more meaningful. Now, here is Cheryl Jones. Hello. Welcome to Good Grief, where we talk each week about the transformations that can come from loss. Today, I'm welcoming Britta Aragon. Britta founded CV Skin Labs, an innovative line of skincare products setting a new standard for safety in the beauty industry. Her blog, Cinco Vitas, and book, When Cancer Hits, help those with cancer and others with sensitive skin navigate toward better choices in caring for their bodies. As a caregiver during her father's eight-year battle with cancer and a survivor of Hodgkin's disease herself, she understands firsthand the devastating effects of cancer. She found that products for sensitive skin often contained harmful chemicals that irritated her father's fragile skin. As a result, she dedicated herself to providing information and choices for others facing the same challenges. Britta has lectured for Gilda's Club, I Thrive in Survivorship, and The Stupid Cancer Show, among others. Her features include U.S. Weekly, People on Espanol, Crazy Sexy Life, Self.com, Telemundo, Well, and Good New York City, Real Simple Magazine, Organic Spa Magazine, and more. And you can find her at cvskinlabs.com. Welcome, Britta. Ah, oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. Oh, I'm happy to have you too. I I just finished reading your book and it was such an amazing resource. I work I do groups for people with cancer and work a lot with cancer and having all that information in one place really incredible. Well, I uh, thank you. You know, the it really was a labor of love. It was um, the book that I wish I could have had while I was going through chemo and radiation and uh, the book that I wish I also had when I was caring for my father with my mother when he went through his eight-year cancer battle. And so it was all the things that I was at a loss with or I couldn't find information or I was scrambling through what's going on now and... It really is my story weaved with my father's story with a no-nonsense approach to what is going to happen once someone has decided that they're going to go through chemo and radiation. It's almost like the what to expect when you're expecting <laughs> series of bugs when you're gonna, when you're pregnant. It's almost like what, 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 what's going to happen and what can I expect? And, you know, it was, it was something that 
the questions I was asking myself. So I also interviewed people that were going through cancer at the time, survivors, caregivers, and doctors in the cancer field to compile this really complete hand-holding guide for the newly diagnosed or for the caregiver. And for that matter, just people that are also very interested in health and wellness and prevention. It is a guide that really people that have said that even though they don't have cancer, they've learned so much about what to avoid as far as toxins and awareness and um, really just how to take care of their bodies so that there's a prevention uh, sense, if you will, at the same time. Absolutely. What I particularly liked, well, first of all, it even though you were giving a lot of information, it felt very personal. Uh, you really have a strong voice in the book, which I appreciate. And your your dad was certainly a big part of the book for mm-hmm. me. Um, but also, um, I, there was some great balance you struck between saying, uh, if you're having difficult feelings, go ahead and have them. But finding ways to encourage... Uh, authentic positive uh, positive thoughts, mm-hmm. ones that don't kind of roll over the difficulty, which I really appreciated because uh, I th- I've certainly heard people talk as if you just kind of strong arm your brain into being positive, which I find most people can't do, um, mm-hmm. you know, because it's too difficult an experience to do that 100%. Mm-hmm. So you really you I thought I thought you balanced that very very well. Well, thank you. And you know, the book, although it is a lot about how to reduce the toxic load so that the body has an ability to detox itself and so that we don't overload the body with additional toxins already from what's going on with chemo radiation. There was a part of me when I wrote the book that I needed to address the whole emotional aspect of this, which is obviously a big one, mm-hmm. and how the process of processing feelings can have a negative aspect to it as well, and it can actually also contribute to the toxic load. So, you know, it was very important for me, me having had cancer at 16 and then having endured also it's in my book that I wrote about an eating disorder that I had after I was um, after cancer and then you know starting a business and getting married and now I'm divorced there's a lot of um, feelings that come with life situations for all of us and I think one of the things that happens is there's this physical wreckage that happens when you're going through cancer treatment and we are very fast and obviously attentive to take care of that physical wreckage um, with how can we be comfortable and, and, and yoga and, so, and, and, you know, and, and obviously taking the right medications. And however, for me, in my experience, I was, 16, and I come from a lineage of family that doesn't really like to feel their feelings, and I think mm. that's, um, that's not uncommon <laughs> from a lot of the um, generations, like the baby boomers, and, and just where my parents come from, we just did not 
it was they, that's not what they did. And I've always been a very sensitive person. And um, when I was put into remission, um, by God's grace, it's like I just was said to go back to school, and not once was I in a support group for kids. Did I have a counselor? And it's not that it's right or wrong and there's no one to blame in the situation. It's just the facts that I didn't have that support. And so I then turned into self-destructive things eventually because nothing was processed. So I felt it was a very important because I actually grieved my own cancer experience when I was writing this book as much as I uh, grieved my father. And it I was can imagine. I, it would, Cheryl, it was just something like, I, it, it actually was, it surprised me. I was like, wow, I had cancer. Like, that's how detached I was from men. And not detached in that I couldn't talk about it because we talked about it like past the salt because my mm. father had gone through so long. But there was, there was, I had never really processed my experience. So one of the things I dedicated to doing was to really sharing with people through my blog and through Cinco Vidas and through my book was the importance to honor what we're going through and to take the time. And there's this phrase that I mentioned in one of my blogs that it's like, cancer's over, where's the party? Mm -hmm. Meaning, you know, like, that's how everybody wants to to view it like you should be elated now, like you're alive and aren't you happy it's over. And after we start to slow down from all the doctor's appointments and the attention starts to subside because the phone calls aren't coming in and I'm not busy trying to quote unquote fight and think positive, I'm left now with this emotional wreckage that if I don't deal with it, it'll eventually hijack me in my life at some point. And I think, like you said, it's an important balance. It's, it's like, let's, let's acknowledge that I'm sad, that I'm angry, that today I'm not feeling that well, mm-hmm. and that I don't have to put a mask on or pretend. And I, I illustrate in um, the chapter, chapter four, the emotional coping, a lot of different um, techniques that you could go to process your emotions and but then let's move on right Mm -hmm. there's a difference between let's honor them let's process them and I'm allowed to have a bad day even a bad few days but then let's now focus on the positive because there is something that can be detrimental to stay there for a long time but you know, I uh, here's what I believe from working with change for so long that when you really allow what you're feeling, it moves on its own. Mm. <laughs> that that there is a quality, and maybe not you know fast, but but there's a there's a sense of motion. Uh, I was thinking about you know the difference between uh, this idea of honoring your feelings as in claiming them. I feel angry today or I feel hurt today. The difference between that and what I would call negative thought, like I'm never going to get through this or, you know, uh, mm-hmm. kind of pro- projecting into the future to me is is pretty different from recognizing what you're going through. Do you find? 
I, I couldn't agree more with you. And, you know, part of the process, I've gotten really good because part of, for me, being, an, an, you know, an individual who wants to be 100% present for my life today and wants to be complete, you know, whole in my wellness. It's not just about going for, you know, exercise and eating well. It's, it's my emotional, my spiritual, and my physical health. Is, is exactly what you're saying. It's I'm aware when I've got work up now. I call it work up, you know. Uh. It's like, okay. <laughs> I don't know if that's what you call it. but um, <laughs> I haven't heard that, but I like it. <laughs> yeah, it's like, okay, I've got work up going on. Okay, and, you know, I may be on a business trip or I may be, I don't know, maybe it's not the right time to deal with it, but I can tell that something is there. And... In my experience, I just need to acknowledge that at the moment. If I'm not able to process that at the moment, I just need to say, okay, I can feel that there's sadness. I can feel that I'm angry. I can feel that there's guilt or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And I'll say, I hear you. I feel you. I see you. But right now, I'm not able to attend to you. So can you just give me the you know, uh, some time, and I promise to get back to you. And for some reason, when I acknowledge the fact that there is something there, rather than try to avoid it or go somewhere else or or go eat or shop or, I don't know, or do something <laughs> to distract me, Yeah, I, I've now gotten, it, it's taken a lot of practice, by the way, but it's 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 been, it's like you said, it's so, it's a phenomenal process that once you practice it, you start to, to really be aware. And then when I have time at home, I make sure that I give myself space, whether it's a morning, an afternoon, a weekend, an evening, an hour, to just sit with what what I'm feeling and allow it, give myself permission to just feel it, whether I need to journal, whether I need to breathe, whether I need to get into the bath, whether I need to talk to somebody and cry and just feel it, whether I need to just cry on my own. And then, like you said, once it's really acknowledged, it moves through very quickly. And I By think large. that's a misconception sometimes. It was my own misconception that, like, oh, my God, this is going to be overwhelming and it's going to be too much and maybe I can't handle it. And And you know what? It's... What I've realized today is that if I don't acknowledge it now, it'll hijack me. It'll hijack me somewhere, somehow, in a, the place where I don't want it to. So for me and my health and wellness as a cancer survivor today and spiritual wellness life, it's important to also be present with what is just like, and once I do give it attention, like you said, it moves quickly. Mm. Yeah, once once you have the practice of it down. Well, it, it, I, it just occurred to me that uh, your book could help in a in a slightly maybe unexpected way, which is having cancer is really hard work. Uh, you know, you're going to a million appointments, you're trying to figure out how to take care of yourself properly, you're supposed to deal with these emotions maybe you never did before, you know, mm-hmm. and to me, your book sort of takes one layer off of that. Uh, you can go 
see what you can do about a particular problem you're having. Say your skin is is dry, or your you know your cra- it's cracking, or hair loss, whatever the problem is. It's pretty easy to find a section of the book that's going to give you some ideas, mm-hmm. and I I can imagine that giving people a little bit of time because it feels to me like when people are diagnosed with cancer, they have to become advanced researchers. Mm. Well, and that's, I think, the moment where my father passed away in August 7th, 2007, where there was that pivotal moment where I was like, okay. It was just like out-of-body experience where I was like, okay, I've been through this. I was at a loss with what to do with all the side effects that were happening on his hair, skin, and nails. More so than me, because I only had chemo radiation for six months. Mm-hmm. Um, he fought for And you were years. a lot younger. And I was younger, and I didn't have, like, a, a tenth of the side effects he had. And so not only was I at a loss of what to do, but I was at a loss of what to to, you know, he had a nutritionist, but then what do we make him? Because now he's feeling nauseous, and now oh, he can't handle that fragrance. And oh, what do? We, and and but it's like it, it was there was. I almost felt like I was standing at this pivotal moment in my life where I was like, I now have this gift, and that's the gift of experience. And I know that if I've been at a loss with so many different things that I, as a caregiver that I know many other people on the journey are as well. So I wanted to be that, you mentioned, like you all of a sudden have to become this expert and this researcher, and who has the energy or the time? Every All of a sudden, like when cancer, my book is called When Cancer Hits, because it's like when <laughs> cancer hits, what, what do I do? Where Absolutely. do I go? How do I even start this? Like what is my next right action? And your and, doctors are not going to talk about skin creams, by mm-hmm. and large. They might mm-hmm. mention you should put cream on your skin, but that's going to be about it. And, you know, and they're well-intentioned. It's, it's Absolutely. not that they don't want it. They're concerned about the cocktail, your prescription for your heat chemo, the, what you're going to do with radiation. The, they're, they're really concerned about um, keeping us alive. And they, they don't really see... The they, they think well you know what you've got dry skin you've got no hair you've got you know hand you know hand and foot syndrome or metal mouth that's okay you know you're you were keeping you alive and so I understand that point of view but I also what I helped to do was bridge the gap between the doctor's office and everyday living because that to yeah. me was where the breakdown was in my home. There was a breakdown of that bridge between doctor's office and everyday living. And that, Cheryl, what to me was a huge aspect of the healing process. Because if you are not, it's kind of like when someone goes to get facials. I'm just going to use this. Like you, someone can, I, get- can I hear about that after our break? because it's time for a break. So let's talk about facials after the break, and then I want to hear more about you and your father's experiences. So let's take a break. When we come back, uh, we're going to talk about that. And um, please go to my host page during the break. You You can find Britta and me there. We'll be right back.
life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between, discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Real Life Solutions, Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Good Grief with Cheryl Jones. To reach Cheryl or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to Cheryl Jones at weatheringgrief.com. Now, back to Good Grief. Welcome back to Good Grief. This is Cheryl Jones, and you've just heard you can find me at my host page, Um, Please connect with me on social media, whichever way you like to do that, and just let me know how how the show is sitting with you. Today, my guest is Britta Aragon, author of When Cancer Hits and founder of CV Skin Labs, a line of luxurious and gentle skin products developed as a result of her experiences with skin damaged by chemotherapy. And I can, I can vouch for your products a little because I actually bought some and I have some on today. I have very, very sensitive skin. I don't have cancer. But right. Very sensitive skin. And my wife's always trying to get me to cream. And I'm always saying, that just doesn't feel good. <laughs> that itches or that, you know, and she thinks I'm trying to get out of uh, lotioning up. But... <laughs> Actually, it's true. <laughs> you should not try to get out of that. That's such a beautiful ritual, lotioning it up. I like yeah, it. Well, but you got to have the the stuff that doesn't isn't counterproductive. Absolutely, you know. And I know that we were going to touch on facials um, for a moment, but it's you know to go back to what you're saying. It's yeah. While this line was really intended to, you know, it was born out of a need, you know, we've been out for two and a half years and it's anyone that's concerned about reducing their toxic load through um, personal care products is five to 10%. um, Really, it's like 
5 to 10% of cancers are environmental or are genetic and the rest are environmental. So one of the things, people are really starting to pay attention to what they put, bring into their homes, what they put on their bodies, what they put in their, in their mouths. And, you know, about 60 to 70% of what we put on our skin gets absorbed into our bloodstream. So you're right. And so when we came out with the line CV Skin Labs two years ago, it's like pregnancy market loved it for babies, you know, anyone with sensitive skin, after sun, eczema, psoriasis, rosacea, insect bites. I mean, you name it. It's, it's a really, um, it was intended to be a line of products that would calm down all types of inflammation. Mm-hmm. Didn't necessarily matter the source. So I'm glad that you've been using the products. Yeah, and- I just, it just came in the mail today, so I haven't got extensive experience. But, <laughs> but you've at least, okay. I'm, a, well, I'm, a, I'm experimenting a little bit. So what did you yeah. want to say about about facials? You so were about just facials, about to I was going to say, you know, when you go get a facial, for people that do get out there, it's, it's a nice, you know, self-care thing that people do for themselves and treat themselves. You know, the facial is usually, or you go to the doctor's office and you get a peel. Those are strength. Um, the strength of those actives that they're using is, you know, doctor strength or medical spa strength. And then they send you home for, with home care which is products that you should use in between visits. And, you know, for me, that was sort of the experience with doctors. So it's like you're doing it together. You know, you're helping the skin, the, the facialist does your facials, and then you at home do your home care. And mm-hmm. with doctors, as far as the healing process, it's like it's really two-sided. It's the doctor takes care of the, you know, the diagnosis. They prescribe the medication, the chemotherapy, the radiation. They... they really uh, keep on top of all of that and supervise that. And then at home, we get to do all the other side of the healing, which is the side where we get to look in the mirror and we get to decide at that moment where the day's going to go. And a lot of the time when we look in the mirror, if we are not looking at something we like or we look more tired than we feel or we're starting to really look like a different person, it can really start to affect the healing process and it can affect the way we feel about ourselves and it can start to get us to withdraw or isolate and mm-hmm. therefore halt even more of the healing because we heal in unity and we don't heal in isolation. And so when I said there was a breakdown in the gap between the doctor's office and everyday living, and this goes for anyone, people that have psoriasis or people that have acne, just when they're, you know, we have a healing to do on our own in between the professional help. And so it was really important for me to address that in my blog, in my book, and with my products, and to start offering solutions So like you said, in my book, there's all these different chapters, like one is on hair, just a whole chapter on hair, another one's on hands and feet, another one is on emotional coping. I offer solutions and tools because that's really when someone can take their power back and feel more empowered, like, okay, this is what's going on, but here is A to Z, and I can choose to try D, F, and and J today and see if those work for me. So it's like you're not alone. I've been through this. 
I've sort of done all the research for you. I figured it out. I spent the time with doctors and researchers and holistic chemists to find, to get the information that I wish I had, to find the solutions, to screen my products through a toxicologist to make sure that they're not full of carcinogens and hormone disruptors, to do the testing, to, to do it all. So, I would say that I'm really dedicated to offering solutions so that people feel empowered and people find um, a way to navigate their journey with a lot more ease and, you know, so almost like a hand-holding guide. Well, Here's what you yes. can do. And also, given, you know, given my, my angle on cancer is a mental health ang- angle, I don't find that it's the worst information that people feel the worst about. It's often the things they feel there's nothing they can do about. Mm. It's places in which they feel helpless that mm-hmm. really undo people. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, as I was reading, you know, every single, I, I knew about all the side effects in your book just from doing this work. But for one thing, you were very detailed, and I think information helps people to feel less helpless. And then there were things to try. Mm-hmm. And to me, that makes a, a dramatic difference for most people. If they feel there's nothing they can try, nothing they can do, that they're just sort of helpless in the face of it, they don't do well emotionally. No. And, you know, to illustrate that helplessness was the one day I walked into my father's um, home when he was going through chemo, and he was laying in bed watching TV with his hands up right by his face because it's almost it was painful to touch anything, so he kind of had them up in the air, just sort of resting um, because they were inflamed and red and sore. And I walked in and I said, what's going on with your hands? And he said, well, you know, it's one of the side effects. And they gave me this cream, but it doesn't work. So I think this is where where I'm at. Mm. And I sort of looked at him and I said, no. I went to the neighbor, got an aloe vera plant, cut the leaf, run a cloth, under cold water, put some ice, and then wrapped it around his hands, and I saw an immediate relief mm-hmm. in his face. And it's exactly to illustrate what you just said. There was at that moment that he said, well, that's what the doctor gave me. It's not working. I guess this is where I'm at, and therefore now I'm in bed, and I'm just sort of less able to do, you know, things because this is, this is, where, this is the end of the road. I guess, for this particular thing and this particular side effect and that solution that didn't work. So, so it's that helplessness that you're talking about, whether it's an emotional or um, whether it's to help with a physical condition. It's when we hit a wall is, for me, in my experience, where the depression hits or where it, it, it's there's this helplessness, which, and I, I think that's a very uh, difficult emotion to deal with when I feel helpless, when I feel, you know, like that, that this is it. This, I guess I'm stuck Absolutely. with this. Mm-hmm. And, and that's obviously the listeners haven't read your book, but that story really stood out to me because your father was such a proactive person. 
Mm-hmm. For for him to get to the point where he was kind of laying there in misery, giving up, must have been so, um, must have had so much impact on you because it doesn't seem as if that was his personality, generally. Not at all. My father was with this charismatic, driven, determined, very successful man that who was my hero and still is today. The man that I look up to. He's. Um, an amazing, you know, human being, which part of me starting this whole movement with the blog and the book, When Cancer Hits and CV Skin Labs, was to really, I want people to know who he was. Mm-hmm. I want to honor him. And for, for him to be in that moment, same, he also had another rash where he just didn't know what to do. It was a moment for me that really impacted me because I was like, this is a man that he, you know, cancer spread into four different areas of his body. He always jumped right back up. He told the doctor, you do the, the, the medical side. I'll do the mental part. Like he, that's, that's how, that was his attitude. And, and, you know, there was a, a joke or, you know, in, in his office that would say, you know, when Javier gets cancer, it's almost like he's got an allergy because before you know it, he beats it and he's on it and his business is just growing and he's stronger and he's always laughing and he's got an amazing attitude. It's like people were surprised at how quickly he bounced back. So it's amazing that just having a side effect like um extremely painful hands and feet or an acneic rash that's a side effect from the drugs can keep someone whose spirit is so alive and he's so driven confined to a space of, uh uh-oh, like, I don't know what to do. And so it was this moment where I felt that I had to do something. <laughs> and that's when <laughs> I went to the neighbors this, huh? and you know and then th- that's all she wrote but it I didn't I couldn't be helpless too. Yes. Which is yeah. a caregiver issue because honestly you you do have to be there for the person to a, to an extent, you know, you're there in service. And sometimes that can feel a little out of control. Mm-hmm. You know, cuz because you're not able to impact the biggest deal in your life, the yes. cancer. Uh, not even by doing the treatment, <laughs> you know. Yes. Yeah. Um, I honestly think that the toughest job is, I mean, there's two, two of the hardest jobs in the world is to be a mother. I'm not, I don't have kids, so I don't know it, but I just know it in my heart. Something in me says it. And to be a caregiver. Hands mm-hmm. down to me, those, because... The caregiver, so I think that the, you know, the strength behind my father and I was my mother, Mm. was my mother. My mom went through it all with me, went through it all with my dad, and, you know, she's the one that had to make sure that she was there to keep track of her medications, to take the doctor's appointments, to make sure the house is clean because of the compromised immune system, to make sure the shopping, to, to read up on everything, to what do we do next? Oh, he's feeling down today or she's feeling upset today. I got to be strong. Plus, 
deal with her whole emotional side of things and her life or his, whoever the caregiver is. And it's such a, it's, it's an incredible impact. It's almost like a, and, and like you said, they are there and we are there in service. But I've written a lot about caregivers and how they must take, they gotta also put the oxygen mask on first. Because I just wrote a blog about that. We're on the same page on that. Mm. <laughs> heal or heal thyself, for sure. Exactly. It's like, yeah. you know, we can't, we're no good. I'm no good to anybody. And, of course, there's going to be days where they're frazzled and they're, they're stressful. We, like, we're not saints. We are human beings. We're no, it's not always going to be perfect. But I need to get up and do whatever I need to do for me before anybody else and that's not a selfish thing and a lot of you know a lot of the reasons too i feel we get illnesses or we get um certain things in life especially a lot of what i write in my book about cancer this is time for you don't worry if you if you have if you're a mom or your business yes it's you know i just had a girlfriend diagnosed um with hodgkin's lymphoma and she said to me it is so hard for me to just not go to work and do this i'm so used to and i said this is your time mm-hmm. this is your time this is here in your life for a reason to deepen your understanding about who you are about life there's a big lesson for you to get here you got to be present for it and, you, and and not to mention, isn't it in service of all the rest of us when somebody we love takes care of themselves because we have them longer and we we have them present. Mm, totally. I mean, well, it's that and it's also, don't you find, Cheryl, like when someone has extremely, because that's what I lecture a lot about, it's um, self-care during cancer. And I also lecture about self-care outside of cancer, just people. Like if, if we're, when we also take care of ourselves, we also are setting an example for others and we are also giving other people permission to Absolutely. take care of themselves. Absolutely. Say it's so, okay. so important. Mm-hmm. So, so, it's such a paradox with, with parenting in that way. Mm-hmm. Because don't, don't we want to show our kids that it's okay to take care of themselves? But we get so wrapped up in taking care of them, it's sometimes hard to create that balance. It's, it's uh, another example of the same phenomenon that people are up against when they're diagnosed, you know, suddenly being the center of their own universe. Mm-hmm. And it's very hard for people to put down, I almost think it's an addiction to be taking care of everybody and then... You know, and I'm not saying that, like, it doesn't, it's not, but it's like people are so busy being in everyone else's life because of service or because they care, but then they're left with nothing. And sometimes we get the cold or a flu or, God forbid, sometimes a bigger thing like cancer to finally say, I'm taking care of me. I need to rest now. I'm not Mm -hmm. available because yeah. it's, I, I often find in my experience, if we don't take a stand for what it is that we need, the universe will. That's a great place to break for our second break. And listeners, go to, go to my uh, host page 
to find me on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Google+, my Pinterest page. And to find Britta, go to cvskinlabs.com. Be right back. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. Real Life Solutions, Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Good Grief with Cheryl Jones. To reach Cheryl or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to Cheryl Jones at weatheringgrief.com. Now, back to Good Grief. Welcome back. My guest today is Britta Aragon, an expert in supporting your body through chemotherapy and the author of When Cancer Hits. And during the break, we were talking about um, something that really touched me, the idea of reconnecting with your vision as you go along with all the hard work of something like running a company and and developing products and everything you do, uh, I'm sure you're working very hard. Uh, and then you get to have conversations now and then that can re- can put you back in emotional touch with why you started it in the first place. Let's talk about that a little bit. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing that, you know, we, we, we have a dream we have an experience. Um, we're so driven and we're so passionate about creating something out of that to give back, to make it easier for others, no matter what it is that we're doing. And then it's so easy to then get caught up in all the minutia of starting it all and, you know, the, the business side of things, the marketing and this and that, and, and to forget why it is that we do this and and sort of keep it at a glance, like, oh, right, that's why I'm doing that, and then go back to the minutiae and get caught up in all of that. Mm. And what I'm finding is that I get drained when I'm caught up in the everyday thing, and then I start to make it about me. It's like, oh, wow, this is so much work, or no, I can't take that project on, or no, I can't do that interview. I'm like, my schedule's all full, or that's about me. 
And when I did this business, this was no longer about me anymore. This is about me and serving humanity because that's what I feel my purpose is on this earth. So one of the things I say to myself now, if it's if I'm drained or if I'm don't have enough time for certain, yeah, and it's okay. It, we do need to prioritize, and there are things that we need to say yes to and no to at certain times. Sure. But as a whole, one of the things that I just wanted, it's, it's when I get connected back to my vision that then I ask the universe, if, it's, if I'm going to serve out of this and it's going to be for the greater good of others, give me the energy to do it. And often enough, it's like the energy comes and things they get taken care of. As long as my purpose is on who can I help and not is this going to work for me today. Mm. It changes everything. Well, it connects with something I've been thinking about quite a bit, which is the difference between uh, stress or overwork and passion. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think I, the way I've been talking about it the last month or two is uh, when you're stressed and overworked, you say, when will this day be over? And when you're expressing your passion, you say, why aren't there more hours in the day? Mm. Um, mm. And I think that connects with what you're talking about, that if you stay, stay present with why you're doing what you're doing, doesn't it make life very exciting, even if busy? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I believe that overwork and burnout, I've been there twice, um, by the way. And it, it, it was beautiful and perfect because it came with its lessons. And, of course, I didn't get it the first time, so it came back around. <laughs> mm. <laughs> and it came with the lessons. And the lessons out of that is I wasn't trusting. That's number one. There was no trust. I felt like I had to handle the whole world in my shoulders. Mm. And, and that if I don't show up, you know, 15 hours a day to do this, that it would fall apart. And there's no way that we could get a message that's so important that many of us have out to the world when we think we are the ones that are doing it. There's no way it can grow. So I had to get those lessons through burnout. So for me, burnout is usually about not trusting and about not asking for help. And for me, it was around perfection and around... Um, thinking that I had to do it all myself. So I had to figure all that out with support and journal and prayer and, and you know, and, and meditation and whatever journey I, decide, I, I took, this, you know, whatever path I took. I had to go back and see what was behind the burnout and the overworking and the overstress because stress is a choice. When someone first told me that, Cheryl, I was like, what do you mean stress is a choice? Do you not see my to-do list? Blah, blah. <laughs> and it's like stress is a choice. I choose to be st- And stress is another form of fear. So it's a choice. I either can choose to be in the flow and in trust and acceptance of what is happening at this moment, or I can choose to not accept it, not be in the flow, fight against it, control, and be in overwhelm. And just like I'm no good when I'm being a caregiver and not taking care of myself, I'm also no good when I'm in overwhelm and stress and control. I'm blocking everything I want, actually, because nothing can come in. 
So for me, those were big lessons. And again, going back to connecting to my vision, when I make it about me, like, oh, I'm so stressed. It's like, okay, back off. Like, I almost have to stop everything, go and reconnect. And, you know, there's this quote I saw the other day that it was so perfect for what we're talking about. And it said, um, let me just find it here for you very quickly. It said, and it's right here, it's okay, it's, it, I grind and I hustle, but more importantly, I pray and I trust. Mm-hmm. And isn't that the truth? Like, I will do what I, I'll take responsible, urgent action in all the things that I can do today. But I will do it from a place of grace, gratitude, and love, as opposed to from a place of fear, control, and overwhelm. And that's all I can do. The rest is trusting that the universe is also conspiring in our favors. If it's for the greater good of all, it's going to conspire in, in our favor. And, we'll, and we will get over the things that don't work quicker. Mm. I, I'd like to add that, you know, because, oh, well, that didn't work. You just try something else. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's accepting, right? It's the, the acceptance that if I'm, you know, if I'm not getting what I want today, it's not a no. It's maybe not a not right now or just wait. Or maybe another another way. Or maybe something better <laughs> and bigger. What a concept. <laughs> right? Right? So, so you know, And how does doing- that intersect with... Because I know that you must have had a lot of grief losing your dad being so important to you. How did you weave that together with grief? Or was that a revelation that came out of grief? Well, I made a choice when my father passed away. And when my father passed away, my life completely changed uh, as it does for many people when they lose a sibling or someone they love, a father, a husband, a wife, a son, a daughter. But for me, it changed everything because I, but I knew that I needed to change. That was the difference, I think. And I'm sure it happens for a lot of people, but I knew that everything had to change. Mm. I knew that I was operating at a level that wasn't to my highest good. I knew that I wasn't living my full potential. I knew that I always wanted to be this person, but I didn't know how. And my father's loss um, sort of was a springboard to diving deep into my spiritual, emotional life and to really become all the things that he cultivated in me that I've always wanted to become and I didn't know how. And I think when we make a decision, it's so powerful when we make a decision. It's like that's half the battle is just making a decision that we are going to change. And then with that follows action. And, and, all, and of course, the things that start to appear, the people, places, and books that start to appear. But for me... I made a decision that in order for me to change and do all that, which I knew was gonna, it wasn't going to be an easy road, I knew I needed to grieve or else that was going to come and hijack me at another time. So mm. I was very conscious and say, I am going to grieve him. And it wasn't easy because I 
I took the space and I wrote the book only a year and a half later. And that was another way of grieving him. And mm-hmm. this business was another. So for me, it's been seven years. And I can honestly say that my grieving journey, I can say that I'm all, I'm just got out of it in the last year that I mm-hmm. celebrated his seventh year. So it's been, it's been, It's been a very uncomfortable yet enlightening and empowering process. And I think when we make a decision to grieve, we're not alone either. It's like there's so much support. There's so many people, books, things, you know, that that will come forth. If I'm ready to face that in my path, the things that I need will show up to facilitate that for me. So... Mm-hmm. And I divorced and I made the same decision. I'm going to grieve this. But it was, I had to be so present with that. And through this business, it's been the perfect vehicle for me to be able to grieve my father. So, yeah. I was thinking while I was reading the book, um, I was, I was imagining that you might have felt a little like I did that, uh, my wife also happened to be, uh, alive eight years from diagnosis to mm. the time she died, uh, same amount of time, and um, she fought so hard to live. I mean, I I started, uh, you know, a third to a half of the way through. I went, life must be really really cool to her, <laughs> you know. Mm. Uh, I mean, life is beautiful to her, and um, it it gave me a lot of inspiration after she died. I want the life she was fighting to have, mm-hmm. the beautiful life she was fighting to have. I'd love it if you'd share a little bit from the end of your book with people before we, before we have to end here today. I would love to. And in the final thoughts in my book, I wanted to read two specific paragraphs. Um. So here it is. It says, in the end, though, as I reflect on everything, I think what I've learned most of all is that we must listen to that little voice inside us and always believe we are worthy of the best life has to offer, whether you call it the subconscious, the witness, intuition, or God. Your inner voice knows what's right for you. You must listen and follow where it leads. Those of us who have lived with cancer share a bond, and many of us have similarities in our lives, but at the same time, each person is unique. Each diagnosis is different, and each experience unlike any other. In the end, you are the foremost authority on your body, your health, and your spirit. Trust yourself. And then I go on to the other page to just say, life is too short to be constantly questioning your own inner wisdom. I realize now, as I look back, that my father and I were lucky, both in the treatments we received and the support that surrounded us. But we also had high expectations. We expected to be treated well and to regain our health. We expected to have access to the most advanced treatments and to be cared for with dignity and respect. When we didn't have the resources we needed, we asked for help so we could find them. We never questioned whether doing something for ourselves was the right thing to do. We knew it would help us heal. Simply put, we never questioned that we were worthy of the best. The best doctors, the best treatments, the best medications, the best solutions for side effects, the best alternative medicines, 
and the best support we could find. Cancer will change you, but never will it make you believe you're anything but whole, precious, and worthy of the best solutions you can find. No matter what your fate, you deserve to enjoy the highest quality of life possible. Listen to yourself, follow your intuition, and never give up. Britta, thank you so much for joining me today. I've, I've really enjoyed it. Listeners, please find Britta at cvskinlabs.com. And next week, I will welcome Laura Meyer, whose book, Unlocking the Invisible Child, chronicles her healing from a debilitating disease she was told was incurable and the joyful life that came out of that. This has been Good Grief with Cheryl Jones. I look forward to being with you again next week for another meaningful conversation. Thank you so much for joining us for Good Grief. Please come back next Wednesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time for another edition featuring your host, Cheryl Jones, on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have a meaningful week. Abre mi corazón.